Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Log Talk Radio. Hey, everybody out there. My name is Dr. Ray Tomos. I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow-pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. Code 347 637 
3978. Uh, if you want to tweet us, you can find us on Twitter. You can use hashtag the hot corner, or you can tweet me at Dr. Ray T, or you can uh, reach our co host, Mr. Manny Ferrero, at uh, ISPSO. So you're welcome to, to be a part of it um, and, and get us part of the show tonight here. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our co host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III the commissioner of uh, ISPS softball. And uh, how you doing tonight? Manny, we there tonight? You got, you got me, buddy? Can you hear me? All right. I guess we're having some te- technical difficulties with Mr. Ferrero. Um, so we'll just keep it going here. Uh, let's go ahead and keep it moving. We're gonna we're gonna start out talking about the World Cup, and I tell you, I had the World Cup game on here in the office. Um, had my computer on the watch ESPN. I hooked up to the TV because my TV installation with the new office apparently the property manager doesn't allow dishes, um, so I can't get Direct TV. And then there was a whole issue with the bundle with Direct TV and AT and T. A big headache, anyways. You know, when you move offices, there's always some things to be expected. So. We had to improvise, and we put the USA game on um, through an HDMI cable, and it's nice to be able to watch it. And it was a, it was a great game. Anytime that we heard the announcers, you know, yelling or whatever the case is, we'd all run out and we'd all see what was going on. Um, a lot of fun, and in the end, it was just a heartbreaker. You know, um, a lot of people were soccer fans for the first time, and I think that the USA really gave them uh, something to cheer about. You know, this this uh, this go around. I think it was a great one by Team USA, and, and expectations were really low. And for them to make it out of the so-called group of death, I think is great. Um, so I was really excited with the way that the USA played, and I'm really encouraged about what's coming for the future there. Um, and, and I also want to see what Manny uh, Ferrero, our commissioner, has to say. Manny, are you there this time? Yeah, can you hear me now, Dr. Ray? I can hear you, my man, loud and clear. Awesome, man. Sorry about that. I guess I had a, a, a bad connection earlier. No problem, my man. So uh, what are your thoughts about the World Cup and Team USA? Well, I'm I'm very excited about the, uh, the World Cup. I, I haven't missed a game yet. I've been watching everything either uh, on ESPN, on the regular TV, or on the, the watch ESPN on my phone. Um. I was a little disappointed with uh, but with USA, but you know, hey, they came out like like I just heard you say they came out of the group of death, which uh, nobody really expected them to with uh, with Germany and Portugal in. But um, Dr. Ray, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the future of USA soccer. What, what do you think about the future of, of uh, USA soccer? Well, to be honest, I think the future is bright. You know, we have. We had a lot of really young players on the team. Um, everybody was kind of baffled by uh, Land Donovan being left off of the roster. You know, the active goal, uh, the active international goal uh, scoring leader for the U.S. Um, but I see a little bit about why. I mean, you know, we ended up getting some heavy legs. I think um, in the in the end of the uh, of the last game in the qualifying round, or excuse me, in the in the first round, and, I mean, it was expected, you know, versus Germany. Um, you know, we had less time. We were playing in Manaus, so I could see that. 
that, but I think that they, they performed pretty well and they had a lot of heart and, and you know, a few players had really good skill and it looked like a younger team. You know, I think what ended up costing was a, was a lot of little miscues, you know, where they just all they lay off, you know, instead of off the off the, the middle of the foot off of the shin guard or uh, you know, it went off the wrong side of the foot and I think it happened a couple times where maybe the touch wasn't just right, and it, it was just a little bit of a lack of experience, I think. Um, but I think that it, it was like they put a lot of heart. Go down two goals to Belgium in in overtime, and then come back and score, and then be on the offensive for most of the second 15 minute overtime period. I mean, I thought that it was a great showing um, by the U.S. I thought they were, I thought that they were awesome. And uh, I'm really happy about, you know, how they performed. Again, Jurgen, and we talked about it on the show, Jurgen Klinsmann said himself, it's not realistic for us to win this World Cup. So, you know, for them to go out and perform the way they did and, and almost come back and tie it a couple times, they had the goal right there. I think Juan Blowski or, or, or what is it, whatever his name was, the younger guy, one of the youngest players on the team, he had that open goal right there. And he it went to shin guard and it went over the top bar instead of being off his foot, you know, and, I think that was a goal to at least equalize and maybe take it to penalties where anybody can win. Um, it was a great game. We were in it till the end. And um, I think the future is bright. You know, I really do. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next four years and excited to see about how the USA is going to respond to it. You know, I saw on Facebook a bunch of comments like, okay, time to put soccer away for the next four years or time to put it away with the winter clothes or, you know, whatever the case is. But, you know, it was great to see so many people rallying and supporting the USA, um, like other countries around the world that really adore soccer and have for years. Well, Dr. Ray, I um, I really wish that I could agree with you, man. The the problem I see with USA soccer, and 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 you know, I I really do think they played awesome, you know a lot better than, than what I expected the USA to do. But if you – that's the problem with the USA, those comments that you saw on Facebook. You know, we, we only really get into soccer every four years. And us being – you know, thank God I live in the best country in the world. I, I, I totally love America and everything. But we don't have – um, our kids don't play out in the streets anymore. They don't go out, and I don't know if you did like I did in in my youth. I, I used I would play on on any any dirt you know little patch of grass or or dirt out there, and we would go out there and play soccer or play baseball. Kids nowadays they don't do that here in the United States. I think places like Brazil or you know, Argentina, even in, in some European countries where, you know, you could just have a, a, a patch of grass and a ball and you could go out there and play soccer, and they do. Um, I really think that the USA is uh, is going to either fall back or, or stay the same on the on the world soccer stage, man. I really... I really don't see them uh, advancing, and it's it's because of our of our way of life here in this country that we are, you know, pardon the the word, but we're a little spoiled here, and and soccer is not a uh, 
a predominant sport here in this country, and I think uh, that that is going to hurt, and and it hurts, it hurts the United States every, you know, every four years, because every four years we, if we don't do good in the World Cup, that's it, we we let it go for another four years. So I really, I see them just staying stagnant for a long time until, you know, our our mentality changes towards soccer. Which, if you look at soccer, soccer is the only sport where we, you know, us Americans, we didn't invent it and we don't uh, excel at it. It was, it's it's a world sport. And we are like, uh, I don't know if you, re- I'm sure you remember the dream team and all that in basketball and, you know, the, the other countries were like about 50 years behind us and, and as far as talent-wise. And that's that's what we lack and that's where we are on the soccer stage, I think. Um, however, I don't think that the USA had great fan support going into this, this World Cup. But during the games, I remember hearing the USA um, all the way. Until, you know, honestly, there's those people that still have that mentality, but I was really surprised with how many people, you know, I remember, I'm, I'm a soccer fan. I played soccer when I grew up. I played indoor soccer with a, with a ball of electric tape. You know, um, soccer was the only sport that my dad really enjoyed playing, so it was one of the ways that we got to bond because I was into every sport, and the only one he really liked was soccer. You know, being from Peru, that's all they do over there is play soccer, um, even though they don't even qualify for the World Cup, but that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I would love to see Peru in the World Cup one day, um, and and I'll definitely cheer for them. Um, but until that day, um, I, I think that the USA has has really grown up a lot as far as you know uh, rooting on for their country. And, and I did hear those chants out there all the way in Brazil, and you know seeing the shots all around the different watching parties everywhere. And you know I thought it was definitely encouraging. And if the fans continue to grow in their support for the U.S. as they have over the past four years, and that continues to grow even linearly, I think that we'll be in great shape, um, and, and, and I think that it will become more of a big deal. And, and honestly, I think if Beckham ends up getting a soccer deal down here and being able to get some kind of an MLS team down here, that will continue to help as well, too, especially that's, especially that's, piggybacking off of what's happening now with the World Cup and the interest that it's drawn. Yeah, that is exactly where it's going to help U.S. soccer. The our MLS league, like look at look at the European leagues, um, you know La, La Liga and and the Premier League and and you know all these leagues, they are you know supreme leagues, like kind of like where where the NFL is right now in our country, and and that really I think supports and helps the countries on an international level, like the club clubs and the league play and stuff like that, you know, it really, it really helps. It really drives a lot of, a lot of money and money, money helps the sport because you're going to have more kids probably playing in, in, in organized leagues and stuff like youth leagues. And that's, that's where I need, I think it'll, it'll need to start down at the youth league, but from help from the MLS and the MLS has to, has to grow. Uh, and you know I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, that is definitely the truth. We 
we have to continue to support youth soccer. You know, um, all youth sports, actually, you know, I think are important. Um, but soccer especially because it is such a world-renowned sport and, you know, the way that, that the USA is set up with a huge melting pot and, and even in Miami especially. Um, so it's great. I mean, I've seen guys, you know, people honking with, with the street, you know, and Colombia wins and with Argentinian flag everywhere and Colombians going crazy down in Brickell and, it's been great to see everybody supporting their their companies and their selections, and, or not their companies, excuse me, their countries. Their, their countries, selections. yeah. Yeah, not, not their companies. Um, still in business here. But, you know, it's been great. Um, it's been an awesome experience, to say the least. I'm sad to see the USA out. Um, but my team is still in it. My team, La Naranja Mecanica, is still in it. The big orange machine, Netherlands, is going to take it. I think, Manny. What do you think? Um, dude, I still can't count. I, I, I also think the Netherlands has a very good shot, Argentina, and you still can't count out the home the home team, man, Brazil, man. I, I, I don't know. Brazil is is uh, is scary, man, and they got the whole the whole country behind them, man. So I can't wait to to see the games tomorrow, man. Tomorrow's gonna be interesting. Yes, sir. Tomorrow's a couple of very good games. What do you think is going to be the score in that Brazil-Colombia game? Brazil-Colombia, maybe two to one. Brazil. You think it? You think it's done in regular time? Yes. You know, I think I agree with you there. I think so far Colombia's played. Let me really tell well. you. But let me tell you, Doctor Ray. Sorry to interrupt, man. All these, all these games, the round of sixteen, a lot of these last uh, group group stage games have gone down to the wire, where it's been like very whoa. People are shooting fireworks early for for Fourth of July, um, but it's been very, very interesting. They're very down to the wire, man. All these games have been very close. Look, look at the United States. We still had a, a, a couple, a couple of shots down at the at the end of the game there. Yeah, it's very true. Every game has really come down to the wire, and and even when it goes to penalties, all the way down to the last kick. So, man, it's been it's been a nerve wracking series of of games to say the least, and. Uh, you know, I think that because of that is what's growing a little bit more interest. You know, I think one of the biggest not on soccer is that people don't score enough. Um, but this has been one of the highest scoring World Cups ever, which I think is excellent for the game. Um, and because that's what fans want to see. Fans want to see scoring. Fans what do you want to see runs. Fans want to see dunks. You know, people want to see bicycle kicks for goals and corner kicks off the heads. And, you know, people want to see set pieces where they're bending the ball around the uh, – around the wall there and, and underneath the bar and past the keeper. That's the stuff that's exciting, you know, and um, and I think that that's what we need to continue to see. And if the players continue to provide the fan base here in the U.S., is just going to continue to grow. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but what do you think about uh, the USA goalie, Howard? Man, that guy really played his, his uh, you-know-what off, man. That guy, I think he broke a record or he tied a record for most saves in a USA World Cup game. Dude, that guy was a wall out there, man. It's just, you know, unfortunate that we came off on the on the losing side, but, dude, that guy was a, was a wall. And, and I'm an American, and I really – 
didn't know that Howard was such a great player, man. I, I know he, he's played on international level and clubs and stuff like that over there in Europe. But, dude, I really had no idea, man, until basically until the start of the World Cup. And, and I saw him on that Nike commercial with the other superstars. But, um, man, that guy was a wall there against Belgium, man. No, he really was. Um... Howard, what a, what an excellent performance. I mean, my hat's off to him. There was saves. I mean, it was just like the, the, he just kept coming and coming and coming, and he just kept he just kept blocking the ball, and his legs were in the way, and his hands were in the way, and his body was positioned perfectly, and his anticipation was great. I mean, he just he played a hell of a game. That's all you can say. And and his effort was one that I think is one that will go down in history, and people will remember. And you know, I think. That that's exactly what we need. We need a keeper like that and, you know, to keep us in the game. Um, it was an excellent, oh, excellent, excellent the show. U- the USA has always had great keepers, man. Ex- well, even I was going to say, except Miola when he started playing for the NFL, but no, even Miola. Miola was great, man. Until he went, uh, he started getting crazy and started kicking uh, NFL field goals, man. That's right. I remember Tony Miola. I, I was one of my idols. Um, I actually played keeper when I was playing uh, soccer here at AYSO and at the YMCA. And um, I remember I used to get the same jersey that Tony Miola would wear, and I'd try to get the same keeper gloves and everything. And so it was awesome, you know. Um, and, and now I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that are idolizing Tim Howard because of the uh, play that he the play that he that he took to the World Cup, and rightly so. You know, I think it was a good showing by him and, and just an awesome turnout. Um, shame that we lost Josie Altador, um, although when we did get him back, um, he wasn't that much of a factor in the game, and you wonder how much the injury played there. But, um, you know, I think, like like I said, it was, it was a great showing. I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of the World Cup. I'm very happy uh, that I'm going to be able to actually watch the games tomorrow without having to be in between patients, um, taking the day off tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. And, you know, I can't wait to do some barbecuing and hang out by the pool and uh, watch some World Cup. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. I'm really excited. Yeah, man, it is, man. And happy happy 4th of July to you, Dr. Ray. Likewise. Happy, birth- uh, happy birthday. Happy 4th of July to you and to everybody else out there as well listening. Um, it should be a great one. I'm really excited. Uh, 4th of July is, is a great time. Um, I actually have a really funny 4th of July story that i got to tell. And we can go into a little bit about uh, some 4th of July safety um, that I would recommend to some people. One of them is from prior experience. Um, Manny, you remember smoke bombs? Excuse me? Do you remember smoke bombs? Oh, of course. We used to, uh, well, not we. uh, I used to know some people. (laughs) I don't want to incriminate (laughs) anybody. I used to know some people that used to throw smoke bombs in, in middle school back at, uh, I'm not even going to mention the school, but yeah, I know what smoke bombs are. All right. Well, I remember one fourth of July, it must've been 1995 or 1996 or something like that. And, uh, there was a bunch of kids my age that lived on my block down here in Miami. So it was an awesome time growing up. We all rode our bikes everywhere. Our families all knew each other. So it was great. And we had a fourth of July block party. And I was over at my buddy Evan's house, and I remember um, I had a smoke bomb, and I threw it up into his palm tree. 
And I said, oh, my God, Evan, your tree's on fire. But it was just a smoke bomb. And so, you know, he was like, oh, no, what's going on? And he got all excited and he got the hose out. And then I was like, all of a sudden looking at the tree and I was like, what the heck is going on here? The tree actually caught fire because of the ember smoke bomb. And it was funny because I was trying to play a joke that the tree was on fire, but then all of a sudden the tree burst into flames. And I remember his dad came out and his dad was going crazy and they had the hose up there and they had to call the fire department. And finally they ended up putting the tree out. Um, and I remember I got yelled at pretty good that time. Um, but let that be a lesson to everybody. Don't throw smoke bombs anywhere flammable. And that includes palm trees. That includes dry grass. That includes bushes. If you're going to be using fireworks, try to stay on concrete, on the pavement. Um, if you're on a nice bit of paver or tile or whatever the case is, you also want to be careful because some of those uh, fireworks can stain. They can burn into the ground a little bit, and, and you don't want any parents out there getting mad, or you don't want your kids playing on those things if you're going to get mad at them either. So um, those are a couple tips from my personal experience. Uh, definitely be careful where you're putting your fireworks, what you're lighting them on, um, and watch out for those sparks flying uh, because you never know what can catch fire. The good thing is down here in Miami, everything is pretty much saturated, but for you guys up there um, a little farther north, if it hasn't rained in a while and it's dry, be careful because uh, things will catch fire pretty quickly um, with those fireworks. So just be careful with that. And The other thing is please don't hold fireworks in your hand and try to time it, like, for example, you know, cherry bombs and all those different things and, and M80s and all those different things. If you light something like that, make sure that you leave it wherever it is that you light it and don't keep that in your hand. You never know if, if the wick is going to burn super fast or the timing is not the same on all of those, and you don't want to blow something up in your hand and you don't want to lose any fingers and you definitely don't want to burn yourself. Um, so just be very careful and, and be as safe as possible. I try to suggest being sober. Uh, when using fireworks as much as possible so that you think a little bit more clear. Um, and those are just some of my tips to stay safe um, this 4th of July. If you're going to use bottle rockets, put them in a bottle, not in your hand. Um, again, when you light them, when they take off, they they can and they will burn you. Um, so please be very careful with that as well, too. Um, you know, unless you have some fireproof and retarding gloves on. And at that point, I probably still wouldn't even recommend it. So... Just be careful and uh, brand anybody with sparklers. Uh, that's another thing that you got to be careful with. Um, but other than that, just enjoy the 4th of July. Have fun out there. Um, but always remember to be safe when it comes to playing with fire, um, whether it's the lighter or the actual fireworks themselves. Uh, Manny, you have any past experience with any of those fireworks? Uh, anybody getting burnt or any story like that? Well, no, not really. I... Uh... I used to follow directions as a kid, Dr. Ray. I wasn't throwing any any flammable stuff into the trees or anything like that. I, I was a good kid. But um, I remember one story down here in, Miami, in Florida, basically. They don't, really, um, they don't really sell any of the good fireworks. So I remember uh, me and my uncle, we took a trip up to uh, Alabama right off of the uh, – the border between Alabama and Georgia, and we bought some really, really, really nice fireworks, really good fireworks, Not nothing that you could find down here. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, I, I love Fourth of July, man. I, I love uh I'm an American dude, so I love everything it stands for. And uh I will definitely be seeing some uh fireworks, which uh, I don't know where you're gonna be watching some fireworks, but I uh I recommend everybody to go over to, to the Gulf Coast Gulf Coast over to uh Naples. Naples Pier, they do uh, a really, really nice um uh, nice firework display, so I recommend that to anybody, man. Excellent. Well, there's there's a few good places um, to watch fireworks down here in Miami as well, too. Uh, Bayside puts on a really good show. Um, Black Point Marina, um, if you're a little bit farther down south, puts on a really good show. Um, You know, if you can get to a high-rise somewhere in Brickell or something and you can just look out all around, there's going to be fireworks going off everywhere. Um, and the good ones, you know, the mortars and all those types of things. And, again, they don't sell those here. You're right, the good ones. Um, but, actually, if you don't have to go all the way to Alabama. You can go down to Neptune and Key West, and you can grab some of those. Um, you know, one of my good family friends, he always has us over for Fourth of July, my family over there. And he always goes and spends a few hundred, if not a thousand dollars down there and gets all the mortars and all these different amazing fireworks and he likes to put on a nice display so you know it's awesome it's a great thing to do and it's just a nice it's a break from norm it's a great tradition um it's something i really enjoy as well too and you know i love hearing proud to be an american you know and all the songs (laughs) that go along with it and everything like that so you know definitely it's a great time and uh, i'm looking forward to uh seeing some fireworks tomorrow night as well too uh, my fiance in town, so I'm excited that I get to watch it with her as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to a great day tomorrow with some World Cup fireworks. Nice, man. What, what, what more could you ask for, Dr. Ray? You know what? To be quite honest, a day off. But I got one of those too, so there isn't really much else. So that's amazing. Uh, it's really everything that I could ask for. So I'm super happy about it. And just perfect timing, you know, with moving into the new office and everything now. Everything is kind of finally settled in. I got everything, well, not everything, but mostly everything up on the walls. Starting to develop a little bit of the flow here, you know, with the patients. And, you know, everybody's now finding the office and everything. So it's been nice. It's been good. It's been hectic. A lot of work. Uh, You know, I feel myself sometimes not being able to remember things just because I have so many things on my mind and so many different things going on and these applications and changing the name here and doing all this. So um, it's definitely a challenge when you have your own business and you have to change it and you have to rebrand it and you have to reestablish things. And, you know, at the same time, I'm, um, I'm the president of a networking group down here also called BNI uh, Energy. So, you know, I also have to prepare for those meetings. And uh, my fiance is down in town too, so I have to spend time and, and devote a lot of time to her as well too. So I'm torn up in a different places right now and, and it's nice to be able to tomorrow just kind of forget about it all and, and enjoy being American and celebrate Independence Day. I hear you man. And happy happy Fourth of July again to you, Dr. Ray, and to to all of our listeners out there, man. Definitely, definitely. So uh now that we're talking about Fourth of July and a little bit of summer heat, um I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, heat stroke and heat exhaustion and those types of things and uh you know, we can kind of go through the health topic quick here, and then we can uh, close up talking a little bit about the Miami Heat um, and what's going on there and, you know, what what we think is going to happen and uh, maybe talk a little baseball as well, too, about some of the standings and, 
you know, some of the surprises uh, of the year so far. And uh, we can include some of that stuff. But basically, um, some of the things that I want you guys to know is that heat exhaustion and heat stroke uh, can be very, very, very dangerous. Um, now, there's, there's certain levels. Okay, so basically the first level is dehydration. When you're dehydrated, what that means is that you've sweat too much and not put enough water in, so you've lost more fluid than you've been putting in. And what ends up happening is, you know when you go in the pool and uh, all of a sudden your fingers get all ugly and everything like that? Basically what that means is that there's too much water in between your cells or sometimes not enough water in between your cells because of osmosis and the different things that happen there um, with the water that your body is actually surrounded in. Now, when you become dehydrated, you lose a lot of the fluid in between your cells. And what ends up starting to happen is that your tissues stop to function as properly as they could. And water is extremely important in making energy and a lot of chemical processes, processes excuse me, in the body. So, if you're having trouble making energy in the body, you're going to start to see some of those symptoms. So, again, the first thing that you have to remember is that if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So, you definitely want to get a drink as soon as possible. Um, some of the symptoms of heat exhaustion, so that you know what's going on, is you're going to be thirsty for sure. You're going to not be hungry at all. You're going to have almost no appetite. You may feel a little bit tired or sleepy. Um, there could be some tingling or numbness, or numbness, excuse me, associated um, in the extremities. You may be sweating super profusely. Um, you could become nauseous. You could have um, some discomfort, some aches and pains, especially like in the low back. Um, so if you're playing a game or if you're out there and enjoying, uh, you know, summertime, and all of a sudden you're starting to feel like, oh man, I haven't eaten in a while. I'm not really hungry. I'm sweating like crazy, I'm a little nauseous, and I'm super thirsty, you definitely want to be careful because you may at that point already be suffering from heat exhaustion. So as the name says, heat exhaustion, you're going to be very tired, you're going to be sleepy. You don't want to try to fall asleep right there because when you go to sleep, sometimes, you know, depending on the level of heat exhaustion, you might not, you might go completely into heat stroke, and that's what you really want to avoid um, because heat stroke happens um, when you have trouble speaking, you have trouble breathing, your face becomes completely flushed, you become delirious, your vision starts to go, you're unable to urinate at all, you could suffer from a seizure, and you could possibly even die. So you want to be very, very careful once you get to heat exhaustion because heat stroke is not far past that. And if you ever feel like, oh, man, I'm just feeling really loopy right now and I'm having trouble breathing and I can't really get my words out, and your vision starts going, at that point you want to call 911. You want to have somebody call 911 for you. You want somebody to help you out. You got to get to a shady area. You got to drink some cool water. You want to get, you want to be fanning. Now, if you see this happening to somebody else, you definitely want to call 911. You want to try to help them get, get somewhere where they can rest, where they're not in such a hot area. Uh, you want to try to fan them. You want to put ice packs on the armpits and the groin, you know, the areas where a lot of heat will, will kind of, uh, will kind of conjugate right there, you know, those those areas become very, very hot. Uh, you want to try to monitor body temperature because it's going to go up into the hundreds, almost like if there's a fever when you're suffering from heat, from heat stroke. Um, so you definitely want to be very careful. And if that person is going in and out of consciousness, you that's why you need to call 911 because drinking water may not actually be good because they could actually drown if for some reason they lose consciousness. 
you know, and all of a sudden that water is going down the wrong pathway into their lungs, there could be some really, really serious problems going on there. So you definitely want to, you definitely want to uh, go ahead and call 911 uh, right away. Um, one thing that you want to be careful with is water is the best thing to give when there's heat exhaustion or heat stroke. You know, everybody thinks, oh, you need to get, I need to get my Gatorade because I have electrolytes. But the sugar can really, really cause a problem because the sugar can inhibit water from being absorbed in the intestines. So you literally want to give water and water only. It is the absolute best thing. And that and salty food. Um, in Softball Magazine, I put out um, for the last edition of Softball Magazine, I put five tips in there to help stave off summer heat. And one of them was to actually, instead of using Gatorade or Powerade or All Sport or uh, vitamin water or whatever the case is, to actually buy uh, Celtic sea salt. And you can buy that at health food stores. I believe they have that at Publix. But put a little bit of that in your water, and that will really help to balance your electrolytes as well. It won't create the, the glycemic spike or the insulin spike that these, uh, that these um, Gatorades do and actually inhibit absorption of water in your intestines. Um, so be very careful with that because not only is, are you going to be inhibiting water there, um, but something else that happens is that there's actually some carcinogenic um, things in Gatorade that, that are being studied at the time. And, um, again, if it's not as natural as possible, it's something that I try to stay away from as much as possible because all these chemicals have different reactions and different things that happen in the body. And water, we know for sure, is a, is a necessary part of it. And that Celtic sea salt may actually help out as well, too. Well, not may actually help, but definitely will help out. Because Celtic sea salt is actually water that's been taken um, over in, I forgot which sea it is. I know it's not the Dead Sea. It's possibly not the Mediterranean Sea, but something over uh, over on the European side of the uh, hemisphere over there where they actually go, I think it's, it's somewhere close to France. I'm not exactly sure of the body of water. But they go very, very deep into the ocean, and they actually harvest um, the seawater the sea there. Um, because the pollutants actually can't make it that far down into the into the sea salt and through the sea salt, so it's it's a very clean source, very uh, low amounts of any types of heavy metals or anything like that, and very very good for the body and 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 to help regulate um, hydration. So Celtic sea salt is my tip for the summer um, to to put that and sprinkle that in a little bit of water. You probably won't even taste the difference. Um, you know, but but be very careful. And and celery is another good thing if you're going to be making juices. Um, juices juicing is a great thing to do during the summer. It's nice and light. Um, it'll help you drop a couple pounds. Um, but you want to make sure that you are staying uh, that you are getting enough food in, and that you're staying as hydrated as possible. Um, so please be very careful. If you start to see really really dark urine, or your urine is smelling really really strong, that's another sign that you're not very well hydrated. So if you see really, really yellow, almost like orange-looking urine, um, you want to definitely try to get more water. Um, so be very careful with that because that could also be an indicator of elevated blood pressure and a lot of other things. So, um, you know, be careful out there. Uh, bananas are, are good um, in small portions. You don't want to just load up on bananas because they have tons of sugar as well, too, and that can cause some other issues. Um, but as far as the sun goes, you want to you want to try to protect yourself from the heat out there, um, especially if you're playing a tournament and you're out there for eight games in a row and it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity. You got to be staying hydrated between games, between innings, 
um, and just make sure that when you're using the restroom that you are to get some clarity in the urine, and that that's a great way to keep up with your hydration levels. Um, if you're unable to urinate, that's a big problem. You should be calling 911. Um, so uh, definitely, guys, keep those tips in mind out there while you're out there in the summer sun and in the summer heat and you're out there boating. Um, that's probably the most dangerous time because you're you're wet and you're covered in water and you don't really realize sometimes how dehydrated you are because the water cools you off. Um, so be very careful, especially in the pool and out on the boat and those kinds of things, and just make sure that you're staying as hydrated as possible and sprinkle some of that Celtic sea salt in there, and that will help out too. I can promise you that. Um, Manny, did you have any questions about heat exhaustion or heat stroke at all? No, man, all great information. I... I... I'm not going to take any soda or anything. I used to think, uh, you know, you get a little bit of Sprite or something in you and you feel a lot better. But, uh, yeah, man, Celtic sea salt, man. I, I remember reading that in your, your hot corner on the softball magazine. Very great, great information. Yes, sir. And if you guys haven't checked it out, um, you go ahead. And, and I believe that they can find softball magazine online as well, too, right? Yeah, they have uh, their free digital edition. I believe their website is uh, softballmag.com. Excellent. So check that out, guys, uh, softballmag.com. Uh, you can look for the hot corner um, summer, summer heat tips in there. Uh, if you're a little bit more interested or if you've ever had um, those kind of issues or if maybe the last time you went pee, you really smelled strong and, and it was really dark, um, take a look at what's going on in there because it could probably help you out. Um, so that's my health tip for the day. Um, if there's anybody out there that has questions about heat stroke or has had any problems with stroke before, uh, you're more than welcome. Again, give us a call, share your experience, and tell some other people about how nasty of a feeling it is. Um, but other than that, man, why don't we go ahead and move on and talk a little bit about uh, about free agency and what's going on there. Man, what a crazy, crazy week uh, with the Miami Heat and the uh, the free agency, the free agency market, huh, Doctor Ray? I tell you, this is probably the the biggest, best crop of free agents that I can remember for a long time. Um, you know, as far as as the NBA goes, I feel like I feel like that's been happening a lot more lately, though. You know, um, I feel like t for some reason everybody's after the money, and there's there's a lot of really good players, you know, nowadays. And um, I think for some reason, I remember last year football, like the free agency class, was huge, and you know, this year NBA free agency is, is huge. Um, and there's just so many things happening. The landscape of the league just has been completely changing. Um, you know, I remember the days when people stayed with teams and they stayed on those teams forever, and you know, they stay for championships and not for money. And, and you know, it's, it's a crazy world that we live in now. There's there's no loyalty. It's all about money, and it's all about, you know, what have you done for me lately? And, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, in the long run, money makes the world go round. And, you know, I think that it's what people end up having to do, and, and people are just adapting to that. But, um, you know, it's it's been great so far with this offseason with everything that's going on. So, you know, what do you think is going to happen with Big Three and, and, and with, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, what's your take there, Manny? What do you think is going on? I have to tell you the truth, Dr. Ray. I have no idea what's going to happen with the Heat, man. Um, you know, I thought I thought they were going to come back and, and win three straight, 
in the final. So what what do I know, man? But um, man, I really hope that LeBron comes back. And if if LeBron comes back, D Wade will come back, Bosh will come back, and then then we'll see, man. We'll see uh, we'll see what we uh, what we get out there in the free agency. I um, I still believe in Pat Riley, man. Pat Riley. Let me tell you, that guy, uh, that guy's the Godfather, man. Like they, the, like they call him out there on on social media. He's the Godfather, man. Yeah, you know what? I, I, he really is. It's amazing how he had the ability to put that that opt out clause in, in the uh, in the contract for LeBron and Wade and Bosch and everybody. And it's like right when we need to retool, we have the ability to actually retool. You know, it, it's been. Just amazing to see how this guy has the foresight that he does, and man, what a great guy to have on your side, you know, um, as far as the Heat fans go out there. So, you know, apparently the reports now are saying that LeBron wants maximum money. I read, I read something that said that Chris Bosh wants, you know, ninety million dollars or eighty million dollars over five years. You know, is he going to get that here with the Miami Heat? Uh, I don't know. Does he deserve that with the Miami Heat? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I think that I think they've got to realize that he was not a, a huge part of the offense or the defense or the rebounding particularly um, during the finals. And I think those are the areas where we need somebody his size and his, you know, to be able to make some moves there and, and help out on the boards. And um, I don't want our center shooting three-pointers, quite honestly. Um, I'd rather have our center in there bang the boards and, and, you know, with the assists, like, like almost like Boris Diaw had. I mean, that guy made some great passes and just facilitate everybody else. And, you know, I think now with, the, with us getting Baz Napier, we got another point guard that can really handle and take some of the pressure off of, uh, off of D there. And, and, uh, you know, I don't, to be honest, I don't see Chalmers coming back, um, after the performance he had in the finals and the signing of Shabazz. Um, I think it's going to be Shabazz and Norris Cole. And quite honestly, I think I love seeing Norris Cole in that role where he's coming off the bench because, you know, he has those fresh legs and he explodes and he just plays great um, against against most people's other, you know, bench lineups. So I like having Cole coming off the bench and, and who knows if we can throw Shabazz Napier right into, uh, right into a starting role. But he does have the experience being a college player and winning a couple championships there. So, you know, I'm excited about having him on the squad. And, you know, again, hopefully Pat Riley will just continue to read. I would like to see Wade come back. I would definitely like to see him come back. Um, I just can't see Wade playing the other uniform. But to me, it just, uh, just I, I don't see it. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens with those guys. Uh, what do you think about the whole Carmelo thing? Where do you think he's going to end up? Well, I don't know. Um, but to get back to Wade, Wade is our Jeter, dude. Jeter, he he will never play. Well, that's it. This is his last year. But Jeter never played for another organization. I don't think he ever would have. I wouldn't have either if I got drafted by the Yankees. But um, I think uh, he will stay a, a Heat for life, man. I, I think uh, he's our he's our boy down here. Um, Carmelo, Carmelo, I don't I don't know, man. I think he he's a great player. He's all about offense. I think he's a little bit of a ball hogger. Um and I believe today he was meeting with the uh with the Lakers, dude. So um 
you know, li- listen, Dr. Ray, until I, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and I hear a lot of, you know, a lot of our friends and, and, and a lot of people, you know, with different opinions, dude, until they sign the dotted line, you know, forget it. Don't dwell on it. Don't go crazy. We don't know. Look, look, look about, uh, what, what, four years ago, we, we had no idea that, that LeBron was going to come down here to South Beach and, and, you know, play with us. But, you know, we had a chance and we got him and, and the rest was history or is history. But, um, Dr. Ray, I wanted to ask you a theoretical question. If, if you were, if you, if you were Pat Riley and you didn't have the the cap, you had unlimited money. Do you bring back the the three, the big three? And if you do, who else do you bring? I mean, if you have unlimited money, you know, I've said it, I've said it once, I've said it, I'll say it again. If we could get Kevin Love, man, we would be in a good spot. You throw him in, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I actually probably give up Bosch for for Love and you know, Bosch and a pick or something like that for Love because that guy is just a monster on the boards, you know. But my first question: If you had unlimited cap, do you bring back the the big three? You know, I think I would. Um, you know, the excitement that they brought down to Miami and there's a lot of fans out there that, you know, don't want to be like everybody else and just love LeBron James. And there's a lot of people that are still loyal to Dwayne Wade. And because of that, Chris Bosh does have a certain fan base, you know? So yeah, I would, I would bring back the big three, you know, for the fans down here and, uh, hell, I'd even bring Mike Miller back, you know? And, um, I I'd definitely bring back Ray Allen and, I think what I would do is I'd, you know, I'd show the floor to, to the Chargers and, you know, Batty is retiring. There's not much we can do about that. And uh, yeah, I think it's time. I would have liked to see him go on top. He was a class act, and, he, you know, he played well for the Heat, um, especially last year, you know, the Game 7 when he had all those threes and everything in the finals. Um, but, yeah, I'll bring back the big three. Um, and, you know, what, what would I do to retool? I mean, I would get some young, fresh legs. You know, some people can make some plays. And we definitely need somebody that's a presence in the middle. You know, I thought that Martin Gortat would have been a good player to bring in. Um, you know, but he just ended up signing with uh, Minnesota, I think. Or I can't remember what that he just signed with. But I know it was a $60 million deal. Um, and, and that would have been a good player to bring in, I think, for the Heat. Um, but like I said, I think the, the biggest reagent that we should be targeting, targeting is uh, Love. But it sounds like he's going to end up on the same squad there. And uh, also, maybe Al Gasol, maybe he's a little bit older, but that guy knows how to play, and he's a presence in the middle. Um, and if he can stay healthy, he might be able to help us out. Well, I don't know. I don't know about all that, Doctor Ray. But if I if I was Pat Riley and I had unlimited cap, I would keep the big three. I would uh, I would bring in Coach Coach K from Duke. And I'll bring the rest of the Dream Team USA USA team to come play for the Heat. The rest of the Dream Team, huh? You're gonna call Jordan and Barley and uh, Ewing and uh, <laughs> bring them all out of retirement. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring the current the current USA Dream Team with uh, with Howard in the middle and 
and uh, Paul and Griffin, all those, all those guys, dude. I got unlimited money, bro. We'll we'll be the the globetrotters of of the NBA. All right. So, what would your starting five be if you had the choice? LeBron, Howard in the center, Griffin, um, Chris Paul in, in at the point, and I'll put D Wade to have some uh, some old school flair. All right, so you'd have Paul at the at the point, you'd have D Wade at the shooting guard, you'd have LeBron at small forward, you'd have Griffin at power forward, and then you'd have uh, Dwight Howard in the middle, huh? Yeah, there you go, my starting five, and Coach K on the bench, managing all of them. I tell you what, I don't think that guy's ever leaving Duke. Um, you know, that guy's somebody who understands the loyalty, and he's a legend, and he's he's built that program into what it is now, and man, it's. Uh, what a run that guy's had. You know, definitely one of the best coaches of all time. A lot of respect Dr. for Coach Ray. No, I hate Everybody him. has his price, Dr. Ray. Everybody has his price. You know what, Manny? Uh, I think you're right about that. Everybody does have their price. Uh, you know, like I said, money makes the world go round. You know, if you got it, you know, you can definitely make some things happen. Um, I know Big Harrison has it, but... You know, unlike unlike baseball, there is that cap, so there's only so much that we can have. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think that that's great. I think it's great for competition. You know, that's one of the things that I hate about baseball. I've been, I've been, I've, even since middle school, I've been writing papers on that there needs to be a salary cap in baseball. Um, you know, you know, I know you're a Yankee man, but I personally can't stand it. The Yankees have no farm system. They don't develop players. You know, all of a sudden, they just whoever's a free agent, oh, let me just offer him $280 million for 10 years. You know, and it's guaranteed money in baseball, so who's not going to take that? You know, so, I mean, I just think it's unfair, you know, to the small market teams. Everywhere you go, there's a Yankees sign, there's a Yankees insignia, there's a Yankees emblem. In other countries of the world, you see Yankees this, Yankees that. You know, when's the last time that you went traveling and you saw an Oakland A's hat? No, not not recently, but um, no. But I, I, I understand what you're saying, Doctor Ray. But I think baseball is a totally different animal, and, and I, I, I understand why they do it, man. Baseball is it's very, you know, it's it's really anybody's game, man. It's not like the NBA or or any any of these other sports where you maybe have a handful of uh, of guys, and you could, if you put them all on the same team, it, it would be totally, totally unfair. They would win every time. But like in like in the Yankees, it doesn't it doesn't work every time. It, it, it's a really, really, really long season. There's injuries factored in. You know, baseball is very, very difficult. If, if you you know if you are a thirty percent hitter, you're you're considered one of the best. In your in your sport, you know that where what other sport can you say that a thirty percent performance is really that good? Um, so I don't I don't know, man. I, I I understand why they do it, and that's why sometimes you know sometimes the Oakland A's with that Billy Bean baseball it it, it sometimes works because you know you just gotta you just gotta be. Be good at scouting your players and, and managing your, your talent. And sometimes sometimes it doesn't always work. Look at the Yankees. It doesn't always work, man. Well, you know, that's why I really love baseball, too, because 
it, like you said, it's not just about how high priced the players are, but the chemistry that the players have. And I think that's why teams like the A's, like right now, the A's are the best team in baseball. You know, they have the best record. And, you know, I'm happy about that because I'm an Oakland A's fan and I was happy. But, You're uh, very happy. Oh, I'm super happy, man. Brandon Moss is crushing it. And, you know, it seems like every pitcher that ends up pitching for the A's ends up having a career year. And, you know, Scott Camier has been great this year. And, you know, I'm just excited. I love, and Sean Doodle, the closer, has been just lights out. Guy has walked like four people in the whole season so far. So, you know, it's all about efficiency with them. And, and like you said, it's all about the scouting and, and the chemistry that's built uh, between the players. And, you know, that's why I love baseball, too, because you can take the best guys and they're not necessarily going to win. Now, say, Matt, let's say, let's say you take Clayton Kershaw, Peter Hernandez, Steven Strasburg, Jose Fernandez, you know, and you make that a starting five on the team. How many games are those guys going to lose? Probably how many? You know, let's say you get – uh. Let's say you get um, D. Gordon at their leadoff, and you have um, all the best players on, all the best hitters around. You got Miguel Cabrera at third. You know, you got Hanley Ramirez at short. Um, you know, you got uh, Matt Kemp in center field. You got Stanton in right field. Um, you know, I mean, those guys are going to put up tons of runs, and uh, the pitchers are going to lock everybody down. You get a nice stellar bullpen, which might not even be necessary because a lot of those pitchers go seven and eight innings all the time anyway. You know, it's it just it, that that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so, I think everybody benefits, man. Look, if um, let's say theoretically, let's say that was the Yankees with with Cabrera and 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 everybody on the squad, and they go to let's say Kansas City. Kansas City is a very small market. That stadium's gonna get packed just to go see those those. Those guys, they're going to sell hot dogs, they're going to sell beers, the owner's going to be great. Even if they win or lose, it's going to be a good business day if you know for the owners. Um, and, and dude, if you, if you beat the team, you know, sometimes those prima donnas, it doesn't work, man. The chemistry doesn't work. It's not there. There's a lot of egos. You know, it's got to be very, very special, special groups that that actually get together, gel, and and win win a World Series, man. It's it's it's, I think maybe the World Series might be one of the toughest, toughest titles to win in all of sports, man. Um, you know, maybe aside from the World Cup, the World Cup is only every four years, but you know the world series with 162 game regular season then the playoffs and then a seven a seven game series at the end that you know that's that's hard man to to be gelling for all that time you know to be traveling with all these guys there's, there's a lot of different characters it, it's it's tough man it's tough no you're 100% right um and honestly that's why i love that's why i love baseball so much it, it's great sport and one that's, that's definitely not easy um, and it's a team game you know you can have the best player um, like how the, how LeBron James took the Cavaliers to the finals and this year the Heat to the finals you know and, and one good player isn't going to make or break a team there you know obviously it helps um, you know when Jose Fernandez went down for the fish this year that was a team game. but uh, it, it is a team game and, and it is one of the hardest sports to play like you said you know you you are successful 35% of the time and you're in the Hall of Fame and that's a guarantee. You know, um, you know that that is true. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to, to the midway point here and 
seeing if the Marlins can hold on and just seeing what, what other storylines develop. There's been a lot of great things going on. And, uh, you know, next time we're going to be talking next show about the All-Star Game and about the Home Run Derby um, and some of the stuff coming up with the Midsummer Classic. And uh, we'll recap any fun Fourth of July events and talk some about that, I'm sure. Um, but it is time to wrap up the show for tonight um, and, and go ahead and just tell everybody thanks for listening out there. We definitely appreciate it. Um, anything you guys want to talk about on the show, let us know. Again, if you guys want to get on the show in the future, it's area code 347-637-3978. Again, my name's Dr. Ray. And um, if you don't know, I just actually moved my office and rebranded my, my company name. So, uh, Manny, I actually got a new banner coming your way to hang up at the softball field. It's no longer Dr. Tomo's Family Chiropractic Center. It's now Frontier Health and Fine Care. Um, and that's because right. you know, the business is definitely changing and it's growing and it's more than just chiropractic. It's really personalized, predictive, and preventive medicine. Uh, and it's really a great thing that I've been able to do and, and help people not only with aches and pains but with all kinds of internal disorders as well too. And all the new testing I have is great and new offices already feels like home and I haven't even been here for a week. Everybody's been loving it. Um, I've got my rehab area, you know, that I'm stocking up right now and I got a nice therapy session, and I got massage coming in, um, and everything. So, yep. So massage is coming soon. Uh, hopefully within a month. I'm getting all the licenses and everything ready for that right now. So, you know, for all your healthcare needs out there, guys, don't forget. Um, you know, I try to give you as much information as I can out here free on the show. Um, and if there's anything that ever affects you personally, don't be afraid to give me a call. Uh, phone number here seven eight six three five three heal. Uh, the website is 353heal.com. You can get some good information there. Um, if you want to email me, uh, you can email the office at info at 353heal.com, um, and we'll respond and we'll get some information back to you. So, um, you know, any way that I can help out, please let me know. Um, I hope you guys have a nice and safe 4th of July. Manny, happy 4th of July to you. Um, and I'll let you wrap up the show, my man. Well, I wanted to ask you, I... Next time we uh, we're on the show, do you, is the uh, is the World Cup going to be done or, or still not yet? You know, I, I believe think they, I think we have finished? another week and a half left. No, I think. We oh, still well, have I was going to ask you who. Well, I, I know you're going with the uh, Netherlands, and I was going with Brazil. So, uh, I guess we'll see if our if our teams are still in it next week. Yes, sir. We'll see what happens, and uh, I think I think um, we were pretty good with all of our calls. I think you had Belgium over USA, and I think I had USA over Belgium, so I think you got me there. Um, but you, I think I think I got you with the uh, Mexico and Netherlands. I think you went with Mexico there, so I think we're evened up. Ah, there you go, Doctor Ray. No, man, I'm, right. I'm excited, and I, I love I love the World Cup, man. I love this time. It's kind of like the Olympics, man. You're glued to the TV, man, all all day long. Hundred percent, man. It's awesome, man. Uh, you know, I can't wait to I uh, can't wait to see what else is in store, my man. So, have a happy and safe Fourth of July, um, and take care, man. And uh, and I'll be talking to you next week, my man. All right, Doctor Gray, uh, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Ray. Good night. Good night, bud. Bye. Ah!
Ugh, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Ugh, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.